T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. You want to you hear why talk radio is so good? I just saw, I saw this this morning and just thought, this is why talk radio is so good. This is um, Good Morning America. George Stephanopoulos getting briefed on by his guests, Dan Abrams and some uh, crime expert, on what was going on in Idaho. And, and, and you could tell George Stephanopoulos couldn't believe what a good case they've got against this suspect and it was interesting what transpired they made a technical error and george popped back on the air briefly (laughs) saying what he thought and it's there's nothing particularly profound about it but it just shows you how packaged what they do is until he finally got up enough nerve on november 13th to do it is this heading for a plea dan is this heading for a plea dan george asks dan abrams is this heading for a plea dan uh I don't know. I mean, I think he may take this to trial. Um, you know, th- there are questions, right? What was the motive, et cetera? You don't need a motive in, in, in a case like this. So I, I don't know what the plea would be. The plea would have to be guilty. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Stay tuned. Much. Yeah. Thank you guys. We're going to turn now to that state of emergency there in California after a bomb cyclone slammed the West Coast with powerful winds and major flooding rain and snow now, listen, now taking aim. Mola Lange is there in Pacifica with the latest on this. Good morning, Mola. I was just thinking it's the only way to avoid the death penalty. Oh, good morning, Cecilia. Yeah. Uh, d- dropped a bomb of George in the middle of the, the West Coast bomb cyclone. And George wanted to talk death penalty. And it just made me think that, you know, in talk radio, we just go right to what we think. Bounce those ideas around. TV, it's all canned. It's all a performance. And if you want to hear what they really think, somebody's got to accidentally turn the mic on at the wrong time. (laughs) 860-522-9842. The rant line number 751-4698. There he is. Mark Christopher, all sober. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, weekend time. And and it's, uh, I don't know, this kind of uh, chill in the air. Feeling a little more like winter. I mean, it's still warm, but but I kind of got used to, <laughs> used to those 50s and such. Uh, let's talk to Michael Lebowitz joining us now. Lebo, how long has it been since you got released? Uh, Six weeks? A month and nine days, I think. That's all? That's all. 
It feels like you've been around a long time now. It does, doesn't it? That's because I've packed a lot into a very short period of time. So what's on your mind today? The Twitter files are on my mind today. Actually, the Twitter but, files. Yeah. What does that but, phrase even mean? Why is it called the Twitter files? Well, I think it's just some kind of ominous title they gave to what's been released by Elon Musk of the inner workings of Twitter before he got there. And they're, I don't know if it's corruption, biases, or whatever you want to call it, suppression of free speech, but they call them the Twitter files. It's kind of like the X-Files, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, it does give it a sense of drama, but there is drama there because there's long been suspicion amongst conservatives in particular that the social media companies operated by by left-leaning companies or at least occupied by left-leaning employees were doing things to uh, curb the the speech of conservatives but not of people on the left and and uh, the remarkable thing that has happened is that these releases that musk is doing is revealing it seems just that well actually that's kind of what i want to talk about but in in a little bit of a different way. See, I'm taking a bit of a different view on this. First of all, from what I can gather, it is true that there was some, at least in these files, it appears that there was a tilt toward the left. But all around on social media, the studies have shown there's actually a, a slight tilt right. But that's not really what concerns me. What concerns me is that First of all, that the government is putting pressure on these companies or, you know, working in cahoots with them or whatever you want. The government has no business doing that at all. Well, tell us about that. That's what we need to hear is before you give us your commentary on the fact pattern, tell us the fact pattern. Okay, well, the fact pattern is is that both Democrats and Republicans, and by Republicans I mean the Trump administration, have put pressure on Twitter to censor information that they didn't want coming out. And Twitter has catered to both parties, the Trump administration and the Democrats, but they seem to have catered more to the Democrats. Okay, but what what this means is, to put it in more vivid terms so people can picture what's going on, there are people in the White House who maintain relationships with people at the high levels or close to the high levels of Twitter or a social media company and call them to complain or drop them notes about certain things they don't want to be yeah. on the site, they think should be taken down, what have you. And yeah. it, it, it's, it sounds like they think they have the prerogative, the people in the White House, of, of shaping the contours of the conversation going on on what's supposed to be a platform where people are just doing what they want. Yeah, well, it's not just the politicians. The FBI was doing it as well, and they seem to think that it's just perfectly okay. And so the two things that really catch my attention when I look at this is, one, the amount of government involvement in these you know, tech companies, in these mm-hmm. uh, social media companies, because the government ought not to be telling them to censor anything. I don't, I don't care what it is. It's not the government's business to be going in there and saying, do this, I don't want to see this, or I don't want you know, to see that on Twitter. That's just a complete that violates the first amendment people are very upset with the, with the social media companies but it's the government they ought to be upset with because as a private company a social media company ought to be able to 
dictate their content however they want. But then when you have the government putting pressure on them, that's a different animal altogether. Well, so so back a few months ago when we would talk about this, you'd say, well, it's First Amendment issue. They can do whatever they want, the, the social media companies. It, and I'd it, say, yeah. but guess what? There's stuff going on and the, there's pressure or there's yes. a desire to align with one side or the other. Yes, and that is where our attention needs to be because it ultimately it takes it off the, you know, we take our eyes off the ball by focusing focusing on the social media companies and not on the sinister government, because that's where we should, we should be paying attention to a government that seeks to censor content that they don't want released for whatever reason. Yes. The so the other thing though that I found extremely interesting, and it's just from my own interest in human psychology, let's call it. Okay. Is that the Trump administration was putting pressure on Twitter to censor certain content? And Twitter caved sometime, and that is right in line with Donald Trump's views. If you remember the San Bernardino shooting a few years back when they confiscated the shooter's phone and the FBI wanted to get into the, the, I guess it was an iPhone, and they wanted to get in there to see what was going on in this guy's texting or tweeting and phone calls and whatnot. And Trump thought that the FBI should be able to compel Apple to turn over their security yeah. secrets. So and then, Apple, yeah. Apple stood strong. It was an amazing yeah. moment of corporate, uh, I don't know, some kind of vision of how things are supposed to be that doesn't match what we're used to. And, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let the government break in. Yeah. So, but, you know, and Trump was like, who the, I remember he actually used the phrase, who the hell do they think they are, referring to Apple. And then if you go back to the Kilo case in New London, where the Supreme Court decided that eminent domain applied to, allowed for the taking of private property to give to private companies, mm -hmm. in addition to just the government, and Trump supported that, which shows me what I've you suspected long, long for a long time about the man is that he does not respect private property. And if you look at the pattern, the government can take private property. The government can force Apple to turn over their security codes. The government can tell Twitter what they can and can't put on their. Platform. You're talking about about Trump's view of it. Yes, but that that even that doesn't surprise me so much. What surprises me is that the focus, or no, I'm not going to use the word surprise. What interests me is the, that the focus has all been on the left-wing bias of, in this case, Twitter, which may very well be there. But, only, but if they had a different bias, they would have been doing it in the other direction because there was pressure coming there as well. And I have a hunch that if it had worked the other way around and it were Trump that was having them do all the censoring, if they had actually listened to him more, I wonder if all his supporters would be as upset as they are because it's, you know, censoring the Hunter Biden story with the laptop and they, they think it cost from the election, whatever. But I just I wonder what, how they would feel about it, because I, I suspect that it's not really an issue of principle. It's an issue of what you call Yankee suck syndrome. Yes, it's it's, it's rooting for the it, team. OK, it competing yeah. teams and you root for your team. But I, I do think that this is big enough. To answer your question, I do think that a big chunk of people would still be upset over over what Twitter is doing, and that's why these things carry so much weight, because people understand that the government is trying to control everything in our world today, and, oh, yeah. they, well, and me, they understand that's a dangerous thing. Quickly, it's just that I, I, when I'm, I'm not talking about the people that voted for Trump 
What I'm talking about ultimately is, well, some of the people that voted for Trump, but I mean the, the right-wing media that's out there. They, you know, they're very upset. They're, you know, adamant that sure. Twitter did something wrong. I believe wholeheartedly that if the shoe were on the other foot, which it easily could have been, it's mm-hmm. not because Trump wasn't trying. I think they would be defending Trump now and defending. Yeah, Twitter that could be. That you know, that's what I think, and that's why I find it interesting. But another thing it, it reminds me of too is your focus now on a new party of you know that's based on principles, mm-hmm. because a party based on principles, especially the principles that you're advocating, that I'm advocating, the principles of liberty and individual rights and small government, the, the we'd be focused like a laser on why the government is going and getting involved in these companies and are dealing, because they have no business doing it. And I think that's where the, the real story is. I don't think it's on you know, the Twitter bias or the, the, well, I think it was Jack Dorsey or his bias, but he, they say he didn't know, so maybe it's his underlings bias. But I really don't care if a private company's biased because they can't use physical force. The government can, and that's why we should be concerned about that. Yeah. Well, I'm with you on pretty much on uh, straight down the line on that. The war we have is against government, and everybody's got to realize government is the demonic force that uses physical force against us to make us give them money to, to do things we don't want them to do, like waste the money or buy votes and, and alter the efficacy of, of having a, an election-based system for choosing people to hold positions. And the whole idea of us being a free society, all of that is, is uh, sabotaged by what big government does. And I'm just uh, very eager to figure out a way to, uh, well, uh, to develop a set of ideas that we, we will market to people so that they can understand what their principles might be if they choose them to be. Well, that's what, we, that's what we're doing, Todd. And I think you're doing a great job, by the way. I'm very happy with the... You approve of, of me. I, I'm happy about that, Lebo. Yes. Well, you know, I don't approve of everybody, Todd. I don't even <laughs> approve of most people. But you are one of the few I absolutely approve of. Oh, that's very kind of you. All right, Lebo, anything else right. you want us to know? Uh, just, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope everyone out there has a great weekend. And talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Michael Leibowitz spent 25 years in prison, so that makes him our expert on liberty. 860-522-9842. Aaron calling from Goshen. Hello, Aaron. How are you doing today, Todd? What's up? So I just want to talk about something Trump said uh, probably a month, two months ago. Remember mm-hmm. he called Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious? Yes. Well, I think we saw that manifest when um, he's being sworn in and standing behind him to his right, as he, as the camera show, Jeb Bush is clapping. Come on. So, if, go ahead. You, you can go ahead and look into this. Jeb Bush. Wow. Jeb Bush. So if anybody knows anything about what's going on, we definitely don't want to see any Bushes because we know that they're not America first. They're America last is, is, is the bottom line. They are the, the cabal. So just kind of ties all that together. Maybe that's why Trump was dropping a hint about Ron the Sanctimonious. And we all know that just because you do the right thing doesn't necessarily mean that you're on the right team. Um, you know, Greg Abbott is a, is a prime example of that. So, I mean, I just wanted to just put that out there. And 
I don't know if you guys got any false flags or anything like that, but I really believe that this giant cabal that the American people are fighting against was really instated in 1913 with the installation of the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. And the first false flag is the Titanic sinking. If you look at the manifest and you look at the people that are on there, the vast majority of the people that died that were of the higher echelons of society were anti-Federal Reserve. It's just convenient that they died in 1912 and they couldn't voice their opinions or lobby against the Federal Reserve. Woodrow Wilson swears it in and essentially has turned all of us into, um, I guess, currency to be borrowed against for debt, and then we create a debt-formed society. of. You're going on too long on this detail that people don't understand, but the concept is a great one and, and one we have to investigate further. So thank you for that, Aaron. Appreciate the call. 860-522-9842. East Hartford. Hello, Don. Happy New Year, Todd. Happy New Year to you, sir. Yes, so, um, I, I have a question for you. Um, the question is, who decides um, when, when to con- who, con- who gets to control or do something about the blatant lies that's coming from both sides and the propaganda that is being spread by bo- both sides, the, 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 the press on the right and the press on the left. Who controls that? You mean... Who gets, uh, to decide? Who gets to decide when they're lying and when well, they're misleading the public and when they're spreading... We can just assume that they're, if they're talking that they're lying and misleading the public, and, and it's up to the public. We're the ones with the authority, and we have to start guarding... The hen house, as the uh, expression goes. Because both sides lie, Todd, and both sides spread propaganda. That's right. They're in the propaganda business. You know, so, so, so but, but some, people, some people love one side to be shut down. Shut down that side because I, I disagree with that side. And it works both ways. Shut down the, the left. Uh, shut down the right because of, I, I disagree. Well, there uh, you're correct that people get into the habit of rooting for one side or the other, and that makes them blind to reality. But that doesn't mean that sides aren't different. So I'm not a Republican, really, but I vote for Republicans because they they espouse a little bit a belief in the American system of government as opposed to the big government that the the Democrats work hard to get. But I'm perfectly happy to confess that they are political parties which are bad for us and are our enemies. So we have to watch them both. Before I go, one last thing before I go, just to let you know, Kevin McCarthy will be wounded if he gets the, he'll be a wounded leader if he gets the nomination. Yes, he will have given away his authority. Yes. That is true, but that may be better. I don't know. It remains to be seen, Don. Thank you for the call, sir. 860-522-9842. We don't know how this is going to work out. We don't know if McCarthy gets in. I think they're doing a 12th ballot now. Did that happen yet? And uh, we don't know if he'll be good if he does get in. Maybe he'll be good. I don't know. Maybe somebody else would be better. I'd like to see somebody with some convictions get in there, and all the reports on him are that he doesn't do convictions. He's a California Republican, and that requires that you be pretty pliable in terms of having pro-American principles so you can get Democrats to vote for you. 860-522-9842. Rant at 751-4698. Miss something? 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. From the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Good afternoon, WTIC. Bill calling from Torrington. Hi, Bill. Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's happening? Yeah, hey, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about a few things. You were talking about how the insurrection and all that stuff. You know, this this, this whole country is messed up man I, I work every day i go to work and it's just like i i, I don't know what, what's going on with this world man can you help me out here well i don't you have to be more specific about what your problem is what bothers you just about everything buddy it, uh, who's this what's your name todd todd hey todd uh, you know i listen to you every day buddy you know and I go to work, and, you know, this, this state, they're taking everything from me. I work every day. I got to go. It's just crazy, man. Yeah, well, people keep voting for the people who rob us blind and run up huge debt. So they don't pay, the, they don't pay their own bills that they run up in our name. They take out mortgages on those bills and so that we can pay those mortgages over time. And that's oh, why the state's so expensive to live in. I, I know. I, I'm just, I'm a first-time caller, and, you know, I'm a little nervous. I'm sorry. No, you're doing great. Yeah, thank you, man. You know. It's, it's just, just talking. I, We're just talking, that's all. There's nothing to be yeah, nervous about. Yeah, cool, man. So, anyways, um, the, the, t- what's today? Insurrection Day? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great insurrection day, dude. Do you, you know think it's I mean? going to be a holiday someday? Yeah, I think so, man. Maybe, maybe. The state well, workers yeah. will want time and a half if they have to work. Yeah, well, I, I'm not. I, I don't want union. I don't want unions. I don't want unions control this state. Well, okay? that's true. In the plumbing, basically, pretty yeah. much. And um, you know, I, I'm an independent worker, and uh, it's it just they control everything. So I have to go every other year to do a continuous education now down south they don't have to do that but i got to continue to pay for this for the unions in this state Mm -hmm. now they just you know it's ridiculous for i don't blame you for being aggravated you know and it's just why is that i don't know just because they control the state? That's all. Bill, thank you so much for the call. It's great to talk with you. Laura in Wethersfield. Hi, Laura. Good afternoon, Todd. I wanted to mention 
a couple weeks ago, I think before the holiday, you had an interview with Chris Powell, and he mentioned about pastors and from the churches in Hartford having a meeting, and they were like demanding that the state regulate rent uh, owners of properties who rented to people that they wanted rent control they were having a pro rent rent control rally i think yes yeah so that is just the church is inviting the government into more aspects of our everyday life well sure Uh, the the churches get a lot of government money to run programs and things so they like being that but the church is supposed to take care of their parishioners and i think that's a comment that chris made in the interview that you mm-hmm. had with him, it's like they're supposed to be taking care of their community, being in touch with their community, and serving their community. But everyone is just turning around and putting their hand out to the government. So now the government is coming in and starting to tell the churches what they can say in their pulpits and what they can do. And well, that's the exchange. That's why well, they do it. They like that money. They like the power that they get from being in cahoots with government. And they represent their own interests instead of the people's interests. This is how power works. It's fascinating. Thank you, Laura, for making the point. We are going to a traffic update, the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher has the latest for us. Hey, Mark. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah. Give us a call, 860-522-9842. What's on your mind? Jim in Manchester. Thank you for your patience, sir. Um, hi, Todd. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I've been uh, kind of meditating about that whole uh, Kevin McCarthy thing. Just and now while you were on hold, you were meditating about Kevin McCarthy? No, I was doing that earlier. That's the one issue that really frosts me. Yeah. Because a lot of the people in the jail. Some of them have been in 32 hours, I mean, 23 hours solitary confinement. A lot of them haven't been charged yet, which is all completely illegal. I mean, are they terrorists or are they not terrorists? So what the hell is going on? Um, isn't there a writ of habeas corpus? I'm sorry, your phone is is, uh, is really funky. It's hard to listen. Are, are you on a headset or something? No, no. Uh, uh, is this better? Is this better? Can't tell yet. Talk a little more. What's that? Say something so I can tell if it's better. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? It sounds a little better. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that this is a travesty. If we're going to hold McCarthy's feet to the fire on something, it should be on the prisoners in the D.C. jail. Wait, what's the travesty? They shouldn't. You don't think they should be holding him up? What is the travesty? Well, you're not supposed In Springfield, well, I mean, a lot of cities. I mean, I used to live there. when When you get arrested... They have to charge you in 72 hours. I don't understand. What's the travesty going on with McCarthy? Well, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about him being squishy on the whole January 6th thing. And they, they, there should be a real serious investigation as to what's going on in this D.C. jail. Oh, I got you. Okay, thank you for the call, sir. Mike in Plainville. Hi, Mike. Can we please move on? It's been two years. They call it an insurrection. Every week, every day, we've heard about it for two years. I, I would amount that to a high school dance. It was a ruse by the Democrats, and everybody knows it. Let's move on. It's been holding us back. Why are you guys still talking about it? Who are you talking? Who are you accusing of still talking about it? 
Everyone, including your program. Well, callers are still interested because it's all over the news, and we tend to reflect what's going on in the news here. Two years so, it happened. Yes, but they've been marketing it, as you indicate, for a long time. It's a big thing for the Democrats. This is how they plan to define the Republican Party and, and beat Republicans for a long time to come. So how's the other party going to define themselves? What are they doing? Well, they uh, hope not to define themselves, but uh, to uh, just continue to buy votes by using tax dollars and transfer those to their voters. It works very well for them. Now, this, this week I've been listening to some of the reports about the football player being injured. I'm glad he's doing better. But you have these great philosophers, such as Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. The only time this guy makes any sense when he doesn't say anything. And then you have Boomer Esiason comparing football players to putting their lives on the line like military or police or firemen. Yeah. Another ignorant statement. That's the kind of commentary we get on the news. I don't even watch it anymore. He was on Fox News. All right, Mike, you're in a bad mood today. What happened? Oh, I'm in a good mood. It's Friday, it's 50 degrees, and it's not snowing. It's not 50 degrees, sure is it? I thought it was I like 40. You can't shovel this stuff. Well, that's true, and that's good news. Thank you, Mike. Good to talk with you. Have a good weekend. 860 Don't forget that in the next hour, we do our Order Up Hour. It's a food-based conversational hour. Get you primed for the weekend and for the fun and the relaxation and just a little one hour at the end of the week change of pace, which uh, we all enjoy, I think, and all enjoy doing. Are you prepared for that? What is on your mind now? Let's open it up for a few minutes to anything you want to talk about. What is on your mind? right now what is bugging you you hear mike all upset about january 6th is it is it enough already on january 6th or do you want more coverage of january 6th but but maybe the other side of it how about the other side of january 6th for example the thing i'm still longing for somebody to press for is an investigation of why there wasn't adequate police protection at our nation's capital on january 6th two years ago now, it was widely reported that that was because Democrats wouldn't allow there to be sufficient protection at the Capitol. That would represent, if, if Republicans behaved like Democrats, they would be marketing that story, and that would be the first thing, as somebody just mentioned, that would be something that Republicans could do for their TV show. Because we do know this was just a TV show, what the Democrats put on, that they orchestrated. I shouldn't say just a TV show. It was an incredible orchestrated, huge orchestrated event run by a, a Hollywood executive who consulted to the Democrats on how to maximize the entertainment opportunity and influence the largest number of people. And that's happened. Democrats had huge success with that, that so-called hearing that wasn't a hearing at all. That hearing was not a hearing. It was a TV production. Do you know they were reading scripts? That everything was scripted. A hearing is a spontaneous 
political event that goes on inside of the Capitol, and there it's going on in real time. People come in to testify. They are asked questions. Now, some of those things are contrived in such a way as to achieve results, especially if there's TV cameras there. But this thing, the January 6th hearing, was not a hearing. It was a produced TV show. They had already talked to all these people. They knew what they were going to say. They only had them there for particular parts. It was planned. You know, they wrote the script first. They took the people and the video cuts and all that and plugged them in where they wanted them to make the points that they needed to make. But it wasn't a hearing. It's important for everyone to understand that. Will's calling from Chester. Hey, Will. Hey, how you doing, Todd? What's up? Not much. Hey, I got two points for you. One, I don't know if you saw the report today that the January 6th hearing um, accidentally, totally by accident, released the Social Security numbers of the Trump allies. Yes. And uh, and uh, second, the McCarthy thing, you know, I was against it at first, but I saw a lot of the points that he uh, had to concede to with the term limits, 72 hours notice, the bills coming to the floor, um, cut defense spending. Um, a number of those points are real, really are, are not bad uh, points to concede to. And I would actually hope that they don't just vote on those issues. Uh, one was a balanced budget that they actually take action on them and make them that something that the Democrats can't just wipe away with a, with a swipe of the hand or an executive order. Um, they're really not bad points. Well, the the um, the weakening of McCarthy is the thing that gets the most coverage where uh, he's conceding to the idea that a single member of the caucus can call for a essentially a recall vote on him. And correct. And, but that's not that's also not um, unprecedented. Right. That was also in in the Congress prior to Pelosi. Um, I don't recall. You're, you're so, saying that was the norm be, be, before Pelosi and she changed it? Correct. That was something that she changed to, to maintain power. So we're not used to it because she's been in power for so long, but that was, in, that was the norm prior to Pelosi. Yes, but there's, there's uh, this situation where you have these, um, the alternative opinion. You've got the Freedom Caucus that views him as being dangerous because he would do the things that a Pelosi w would do. So normally what a speaker does is they try to corral everybody and, and make compromise happen. And now we live in an era in which people who are trying to save the American system don't want compromise. And the Freedom Caucus is trying to represent that perspective and be a small number of people who control the larger body. And what happens to outcomes can what can republicans get done in a congress where mccarthy doesn't have the ability to do the usual manipulation and conniving that they do to get things passed and i guess that's the big question i, I agree with you but I, I don't think um i think a lot of your points are very valid points but also from my experience whether it's corporate uh functions or anything in life Unless you have skin in the game or you're going to lose money, uh, you, don't, you don't make change. Like, if there's no consequences for your actions, you have no reason to change your actions, right? So some of their points, I think, can maybe make uh, some of these politicians feel a little uncomfortable um, with doing the same old things that they've normally done, like putting earmarks 
to their constituents and, and just all this pork that goes on in the bills. There's a, it's okay in my mind to make them a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I hear you on that. The trouble is Republicans are in a weakened state right now because there's been so much messing around with the normal protocols of doing things. Now, I'm not saying I like the normal protocols, but I'm just saying that if Mitch McConnell had his way on who the candidates would have been, you would have a lot more Republicans in the Senate, right? And Correct, you, wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have a Democrat-controlled Senate. You'd have a Republican-controlled Senate. And that would have led to a much happier situation now because we'd also have a lot more Republicans in Congress. That was screwed up by the idea that people wanted to be tough. And Trump wanted to get Trump candidates running. And he wanted to try to kidnap the party and maintain control of it by using that mechanism. Now we're in a situation where these guys are looking to do the same thing. The Freedom Caucus wants to control what whoever the speaker is, is going to be is going to do. And that might not work out so well when the next election cycle comes along. And that's my concern. I, I agree with you a lot, but I do think the idea that it was just the, these bad candidates that uh, caused us not to win these elections is only part of the story because the Democrats have a lot of really bad candidates, too. So I, I do think issues like the abortion issue and not really having a clear message on how to deal with that issue did cause the Republicans an awful lot of seats. Well, the, the abortion issue was a big thing. and You're right. But we can also look and, and very clearly see how certain seats could have been won with a different candidate. We didn't have to have I, doctor. I because they were do, terrible. Yeah, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania and, and uh, what's her name down in uh, Arizona. And, you know, there's just a lot of seats that were looked like automatic Republican pickups. And it didn't work out because of uh, what was that phrase that, that uh, Mitch McConnell used, I forget, about quality, candidate quality, is that what he called it? And I yeah, just feel... something like that. So I'm, I'm nervous about what happens next. Are the Republicans now uh, tainted in some way as a party for mainstream people who don't pay much attention to what goes on? And The, Repo will... the problem the Republicans have is they're, they're not running like a dictatorship like the Democratic Party. They're lockstep with one another, what their czar says is what the Democrats do. Yes. What the Republicans say, it's, well, I think we'll do it, but we, some of us are going to go a different direction. And they, that, that lack of uh, conformity and true message and, and unity is really screwing the Republican Party, in my opinion. And, and yet that's what is, is enjoyable about this, if you want to see the American system of government saved. So there's a... There's an interesting dichotomy going on in terms of what it is we want Republicans to be and what they're capable of being. And I think that's going to leave us hanging and, and uh, not getting as much leverage. And some people would say, well, what good's the leverage if it's just going to be a bunch of rhinos? And e even rhino Republicans run the country way better than the left does. Yeah, the message is far better on on the right, but the but the implementation sucks. Well, I don't know. When Trump was in office, a lot of good implementation went on. So, um, if you if you compare the Trump years to if you compare the Trump years to what's going on right now, I think that wasn't 
wasn't bad at all. Will, thank you so much. Good to talk with you. Appreciate hearing your thoughts and your willingness to uh, discuss them with me. 860-522-9842. It, 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 it's a problematic time. It is. but we're, So we're going to get off the politics next hour because it's our food hour. Order up, we call it. And I will tell you, after news, I will tell you what the topic is for Order Up as we talk food. It's light. It's fun. You are encouraged to take part. And you will see uh, what it's like if you haven't heard it or we haven't been on. And We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 